Oh, it's Labor Day weekend, which means we're talking basketball recruiting, of course, because doesn't everybody spend the holiday doing that? Spend it pretty much every day doing that. Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, certainly thinking recruiting this week's Inside Illini Basketball podcast. He'll tell you about an Urbana kid who is now a five-star. Yeah, Kylan Boswell, class of 2023, newly minted gold medalist. His recruitment is going to be on the rise. All right, Richie will dive into that. He'll talk about Kofi's upcoming bombshell announcement, and he'll talk about when practice starts this week's podcast. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, happy Labor Day, everyone. You too, Scott Ritchie. Well, I mean, I'm not really celebrating this quote-unquote holiday people speak of. Mm -hmm. I'm here podcasting and then, you know, working the rest of the day. Labor Day in the world of sports writing is is not a great holiday because we're always working this time of year. It's always football. There's always a game on the previous Saturday, one coming up. So there's not a lot of time to celebrate. Scott Ritchie pulling double duty. Uh, covering football and basketball, which we'll get into both. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette, Ed Bond, along uh, today, uh, working in a darkened podcast booth. The rest of the News Gazette appears to be off. Seems that way. Uh, the building is, I think, what they call empty. Very good. Building emptied out late Saturday night. We'll get into a little of football. Scott Ritchie predicted the Texas-San Antonio victory much to the chagrin of some fans who questioned your expertise before the game. I would say apparently I was the uh, a topic of conversation on some message boards before okay. the game. Uh, curious to see what they had to say after the game when I was right. I assume it was nothing because that's the way the internet works. Mm. Testy. Yeah, I'm just saying there's someone, there's someone out there that has correctly predicted the first two Illinois games um, and almost hit the scores. Pretty close, and uh, that someone is me. I'll just throw that out there. Much uh, better performance in football than basketball, I would argue, uh, <laughs> in the prediction business. Uh, and that's someone I don't know who, what you're talking about. During the 2001 season, uh, I think I got two wrong out of many, many games. Yeah, well, that team made the Elite Eight. <laughs> probably should have gone even further. Like, uh, pardon me for you having to pick games for a team that was clearly going to win most of them. 
All right, this is Inside Illini Basketball. Thank you uh, to everyone joining us on this holiday weekend. It's beautiful out. Doggone it. Really neat. I hope you saw our on our Instagram account, Tom Kasich took the family up to Chicago this weekend where uh, they had bike the drive. Where on Lakeshore Drive. They closed down on Sunday mornings, and you could ride your bike up and down. And it was a beautiful day for that. Maybe Scott Ritchie should try that next year. I mean, I assume it'll happen probably during football season, so my opportunities are, let's say, limited. Okay, it's usually during Memorial Day weekend, but they pushed it back to the pandemic, so there's a chance. Hey, yeah, there's a chance. Okay. Also, I'm not sure the weather will be maybe as yeah good. Do you have a bike? Uh, Schwinn? I do have, I think I have two bikes. They're currently not you know, in my possession. But 10 speed? Do they still have 10 speeds? That's back, back when I was a kid. I'm not really a bike expert. I just know they have two wheels and you pedal. Okay. Well, I think they're much more fancy uh, today. Oh, uh, I'm sure. They don't have the gears that you shift like my, a car. Mine are um, from like when I was in middle school and high school. All right. In Eureka, mind you. Which, uh, again, I can't say anything bad because I love Eureka. So shout out to, uh, what is it, Woodford County? Woodford County. Look at that. Yeah, maybe not the whole county. All right. <laughs> All right, basketball news. Let's start with that. Uh, an, again, a neat gesture on Friday night. Kofi Coburn and Coleman Hawkins. Coleman Hawkins heading down to Tolono, about ten miles south of uh, of News Gazette headquarters, to uh, attend a high school football game where one of the players, uh, his father Jim Cotter, had died uh, unexpectedly about a week ago, and they showed up to support the the team and the kid. Yeah, that was a really cool move by by Kofi and Coleman to be there. Um, just kind of, just kind of shows you know, something you know the fans don't always get a chance to see. It's like these are pretty good guys in general, not just you know pretty good basketball players. And you know, the fans really don't know Coleman at all because you know his freshman year happened, you know, end of the pandemic, and you know no fans were in the arena. You know he didn't get a chance to. I mean, players didn't do anything last year. They went to practice and went home and to games. So. Yeah, just it was really, really neat what they did, and then it was a, a busy night for Kofi because he stopped by the Illinois volleyball match as well with a good chunk of the team. And you know, there's several players at the first um, Illinois home soccer game, so you know they're they're getting out and supporting their fellow athletes as well. That's good to see. You think that they're being told to do this, or you think they're just doing it on their own? I think they're just doing it on their own, and okay. maybe this year a little more because they can go out and go to a volleyball match or a soccer game or yeah it was for soccer it was pretty much the the freshmen that were all you know together they they kind of showed up in mass with Coleman Hawkins so he was he's been you know making the rounds as well all right uh, Kofi taking to Twitter to uh, encourage name image likeness things I guess yeah um and then let me before you get going on that let me address Lauren Tate's column in Sunday's News Gazette hinting at a bombshell announcement. I don't know if you caught that line. Uh, had me a little curious. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you can look at it one of two ways. You know, Kofi's Twitter you know, message out there. Um, one, cool that he can do that. I mean, I think you know this NIL opportunity was you know needed. You know, the quote-unquote Olympic model was something I sort of championed a little bit, you know, for a while. But also, 
I mean, one of the faces of the program, like, you'd think he'd have some offers. And maybe that's what Lauren was hinting to with his bombshell announcement. But I would be very surprised if this year passes without Kofi Coburn profiting. And perhaps handsomely of his name, image, and likeness. I would assume that was part of the negotiations, if you will, or recruiting pitches uh, that Illinois knew of when they were trying to convince him to give college another another try, another year. Yeah, and, you know, that exists in the, the very gray area you know, uh, that is maybe this whole NIL deal because the schools themselves, particularly maybe, you know, in this state, because of the law that's on the books, can't be involved in helping athletes strike those those deals. Now they can certainly, you know, point out opportunities. There are people there that help them, you know, kind of through the whole process, you know, making sure, you know, maybe the deals get you know, finalized, but they can offer advice and that's about it. Whether that's being followed, I'm not just saying Illinois, but maybe nationally, kind of by the letter of the law, yeah, you know, we'll see. But you know, Imani Bates is going to show up in Memphis and become an instant millionaire. And there was, you know, some talk when he committed that there was a, Memphis had maybe helped facilitate a deal with FedEx because you know, FedEx is obviously based in Memphis and. They play at FedEx Forum. Um, not, I don't believe, legal, but certainly in a, a gray area. And then that, I think that was also that sort of rumored news was retracted without any explanation as well. But we'll see. And Kofi wouldn't have come back, though. Wouldn't have given up. You know, paycheck somewhere in a professional league, whether it would have been maybe NBA, I mean, it's, I guess, on the table, G League, et cetera, without knowing that he could come back to college, continue to refine his game, and also start getting paid a little bit. All right, looking forward to seeing what uh, what opportunities come his way. Um, again, great to see uh, uh, the team out and about supporting good causes. All right, let's go uh, recruiting. What did I see last week? Uh, the Yorkville kid went to Duke. Yeah, Jaden Shute committed to Duke. Um, they were a late comer in his recruitment. I mean, Illinois was obviously out you know, in front of you know, that one, one of his first-time major offers uh, more than a year ago you know, at this point. But uh, Duke is still Duke, and they're – Soon-to-be head coach could pretty much sell his own story to Jaden Shute. You know, John Shire you know, was a really good player from the Chicago suburbs, went to Duke. You know, his own career post-Duke was thrown off because of you know, the eye injury that he, that he suffered. But, I mean, now he's going to be the, the head coach of arguably one of the top uh, two programs in the country historically so it's maybe not a surprise that Jaden shoot you know is going to be a, a blue devil but uh 
I mean, it's, I guess you know, tough news for Illinois because you know they were involved early and recruited Jaden pretty well. Um, obviously, really, really good talent, you know, terrific shooter. But more than a shooter, I mean, he gets the shooter label, and people are like, "Well, that's all he does." But sneaky good athlete at you know six four six five can dunk on people. Um, so yeah, it's just another one of the, the state's top players going elsewhere, and I would be surprised if Illinois' class of 2022 includes anyone from the state of Illinois at this point. Um, and the options are, are starting to be a little more limited. All right, John Shire has a, a fantastic recruiting class, and he's not really even coaching yet, but uh, when he does, he'll have some talent to deal with. Question for you, when Brad Underwood was hired at Illinois, Shire was still a Duke assistant. Uh, there's a little talk about trying to lure him back to his home state off the Duke staff. I think that would have been awfully difficult. Okay. Um, and at that point, you know, four years ago, there was not, let's say, a succession plan in place in Durham. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the conversation was mostly, at least at this po- at that point, um, kind of, you know, about who would be next, but it was mostly... You know, former Duke assistants that had gone on to be a head coach elsewhere. I know, you know Jeff Capel, had, his name was in there. Um, maybe more for his success of recruiting a Duke than his success coaching away from Duke. You know, Chris Collins was part of that conversation. But you know, his overall lack of success at Northwestern kind of lessened that. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Tommy Amaker was in, I think, been, was in the mix with John Shire, obviously didn't get the job. Steve Wojciechowski, nah. So there, what, there was a path there for John Shire to be the next Duke coach, which is obviously what happened. Um, I don't think he leaves that f- to be an assistant in Illinois. I guess, the only thing he would have left Duke for was to be a head coach somewhere else probably. Okay. But... Mike Krzyzewski's decision to retire now, maybe earlier than projected a little bit, opened the door for him to just get that head coaching job at Duke. All right, two-time News Gazette All-State Player of the Year. Good stuff back when he was a player in Glenbrook. And uh, go to our archives, check out our stories on on him back in the day. Let's talk recruiting Illinois current. You said there are uh, chances of maybe no in-state kids in the class of 2022. Well, so who's going to be coming here, and where are they coming from? I mean, that's always the question. And as it's recruiting, there are no guarantees uh, because you know, it's a, a fickle business. But you know, Illinois had a couple of rather important visitors on campus um, now, not two full weeks ago, but for the first Illinois football game. Yeah, neither of those guys – Committed right away, and I mean, that was always sort of the best-case scenario with four-star win Cam Whitmore and three-star, still I think likely to be a four-star at some point, center Cam Corrin. Whitmore, though, is down to his top three, which includes Illinois, North Carolina, and Villanova. He's already visited North Carolina, did that before his trip to Champaign. Obviously, he was in Champaign as well. And then he got the, the visit schedule to Villanova, and that's the one, I think, that would give me pause. Because it's, it's interesting how 
Jay Wright recruits. If you look at you know, Brett Underwood does offers everybody and their brother. I mean, fifty guys a class essentially is the average. Jay Wright offers the kids that he wants, and he often gets them. If you look at you know, his offer board right now for Villanova in the class of twenty twenty two, it's what I would call pretty thin. Like, there's only they've got one commit. So far, Mark Armstrong is a point guard um, out of New Jersey. And then it's Cam Wentmore and then one other guy. It's the only open offers for Villanova. Uh, and the fact that that's going to be the last visit Cam Wentmore makes, a bit concerning. And you know, he's a Baltimore, Baltimore guy. Villanova would be closer to home. But Illinois has the Chester Frazier connection. Maybe that'll be enough. But that's certainly recruitment to watch. And if it doesn't work out on the the wing front, Illinois landed in the top nine you know, for whatever that's worth. Sometimes not a lot. Uh, for another four-star prospect in that class, Ty Rogers out of Grand Blanc, Michigan. I think I pronounced that right. 6'7", um, 195-pound. Got the size, you know, be that type of wing Illinois has been looking for for a while that they got a little bit of in this most recent freshman class. But uh, the main thing is they're like, Illinois is a latecomer to that recruitment. They offered him a month ago. And the timing, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Tim Anderson officially joins the staff end of July. Offer goes out to Ty Rogers, who played for Mean Streets this past year, beginning of August. So, you know, the... Rest of his top nine includes Xavier and Memphis, also latecomers, the Michigan State, Rhode Island, Marquette, Alabama, Michigan, and UConn. And right now, a single prediction that it's going to be the Wolverines, which I'm sure Illinois fans would be super thrilled about. But he's an interesting player. I mean, obviously has good size, led his team to a state championship this past year. Jason Richardson of Michigan State fame is his uncle. So, got to be impressed maybe by the, the athleticism that could be there. Put up really good stats as a junior. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Then played really well for Mean Streets on the EYBL circuit. So, it's another option if Cam Wentmore winds up elsewhere. But I think the two cams, again, are like sort of the ideal finish to the 2022 class. And if it doesn't happen... Wouldn't be surprised to see Brad Underwood use what open scholarships he'll have for the 2022-23 season on the transfer portal. So that just means more intrigue through, I don't know, like next June probably. All right. Uh, anything uh, shaking at the football game over the weekend that we need to worry about <laughs> from a basketball standpoint? Uh Anybody make the mistake of visiting on that weekend? I do not believe they had any visitors in for what turned out to be an unfortunate result for Illinois that I picked. But um, football teams on the road this weekend at Virginia, so um, probably won't have visitors because it wouldn't make a ton of sense. But looking ahead to next week, 
there will be a visit, at least it's scheduled, from class of 2023 point guard uh, Jeremy Fears. Originally from Joliet, now plays at La Lumiere over in Indiana. Uh, just won a gold medal with Team USA in the U16 FIBA Americas Championship where several Illinois targets on that team, including Kylan Boswell, uh, former Champaign native, Urbana Middle School star, uh, who's now since transferred, moved to California, played at two high schools there, and will play at Compass Prep in Arizona this coming year. Um, and then Liam McNeely, I think that, no, that's wrong. Very similar name, but there's two other guys that almost targeted on that U16 team, one gold, so it's cool for them. All right, the Boswell kid, who we've talked a lot about, as you said, former Urbana kid, trained with Trent Meacham. Uh, any hope, interest, chance? He's got an offer, so there's there's hope, and I'd like to think that there's a chance. Um, I'm pretty sure that Jeff Alexander's leading the way in that recruitment. Um, thing about Kylan Boswell is he had a very good sophomore year of high school, and obviously just got the Team USA invite and was a starting point guard on that gold medal team. Uh, his recruit, uh, his status as a recruit has exploded. I mean, he's a five-star kid now. Um, so that just means there's going to be interest eventually and probably offers from, you know, programs that like to add five-star talent. So we'll see. But Illinois obviously was very early with the offer and can say you know what Champaign-Urbana is all about. Mm-hmm. Come home. All right, the preseason predictions starting to roll in. Of course, Richie is our AP Top 25 voter. That's not due for a, another month or so. About a month. Okay. But uh, the magazines, which there still are some, they come out this time of year predicting their order of finish. I saw you Lindy's came out with their Top 25. All right. Their Top okay. 10 does not include Illinois. Has Michigan at three and Purdue at five. You okay with that? Well, and in the sense that I think both Michigan and Purdue will be pretty good this year, but I think I'm on record because it was in print in the News Gazette having Illinois ahead of both of those teams. Mm -hmm. And I think that's still the case. Um, I mean, Michigan has a lot of new pieces, so I'm not sure that they'll be perhaps where they want to be right away by the end of the year. I still think they'll be pretty good. Purdue returns everybody. I think they'll be pretty good, but a lot of that is based on maybe Jaden Ivey having the type of sophomore year that everyone is expecting him to have. And that's a little bit with Illinois, with Andre Curbelo, but you know, Kofi Coburn came back. That's He's going to be a preseason All-American. Should be, at least. Um, kind of important deal. So I would have... Illinois ranked ahead of those two other Big Ten programs, but I've seen where Illinois has not been in the top ten, like so anywhere between like twelve and seventeen in a lot of these, you know, preseason top twenty fives. And yeah, I, I guess I get it. I mean, there's no Iowa Sumo anymore, but I think Illinois still has a pretty solid roster with two really good players at the top. Hope you picked up Sunday's News Gazette, Lauren Tate. Uh 
sat down with Coach Underwood, talked about the upcoming season. Very confident coach, very straightforward. He's not mincing his words when he thinks they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, and I think he has a reason to be pretty confident. I mean, and Andre Curbelo and Kofi Coburn, Illinois has the best center in the Big Ten and a guy that will probably wind up the best point guard. I mean, I I would not be surprised if that's the case. He might already be the best point guard. So be confident. I mean, they, this is what they've been trying to build, where they can you know, have success two years ago, tournament gets canceled, kind of wasted it, then a year ago didn't end like they wanted, but still number two team in the country. And they managed in large part because Kofi came back to maintain their status as one of the top programs in the country. That's the next step. Uh, enjoyed some regular season success. Enjoyed some Big Ten tournament success. Now the next one is the uh, doozy NCAA tournament success. Uh, student ticket sales, as was widely reported and celebrated, went quick. Less than three hours. Um, not, su- not a surprise, though, because those students didn't get to be in the arena last year for any game. Well, except, I guess, you know, Big Ten NCAA tournament, but that really wasn't the same. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 3,000 in less than three hours, that is an impressive purchase. That's impressive purchasing power by the the Orange Crush. So it be interesting to see what, the, what State Farm Center will be like, you know, this season. Hopefully things will be to the point where, we can all enjoy it. As the football uh, crowds are showing, people are enjoying it nationwide. It says uh, big scenes across the country this weekend. Uh, Huff Hall was pretty crowded for what turned out to be an 0-2 volleyball weekend. But the crowds are coming back in Memorial Stadium. Again, the student uh, showing was strong. The, yeah. weather, the weather did not cooperate on Saturday night, kind of put a damper on the tailgating scene. Yeah, so people maybe didn't go out to that, and then they were like, well, we're not tailgating, might as well watch from home. Yeah, but yeah the students showed up. I mean, they, they pretty much filled the north end zone again, which I can't remember two games in a row where that's happened. So they're showing up, and we'll see if they come back in two weeks. All right, again, Virginia, weird 10 a.m. start, 11 a.m. start? 10 a.m. here. 10 a.m. start. It's 11 in Charlottesville. You know, ACC Network is trying something different, I guess. Mm. Also, uh, start looking now for the ACC Network on your yeah. TV dials. Because I, I don't know where it is, and I, if you ask me, I won't be able to tell you. The phone calls, I can guarantee you, having uh, done this many, many times, will start flowing into the news because they're about... 10.05 on Saturday. <laughs> when people, is my dad? Where when is people can't find it. Yeah. Uh, that used to happen with the Big Ten Network or when the basketball was on CBS Sports Network or one of those offshoots. But uh, in town on uh, Saturday will be the uh, re- uh, kind of a uh, shorter version of the Illinois Marathon, taking advantage of the, the football team on the road. Know of any basketball players maybe running that 8K, Scotty? I you don't, can, no. <laughs> okay. But I can be like, Adam Fletcher's like, hey, guys, this is a good idea. And I think when – I'm not that he has suggested it, but I think when he does suggest things, they happen. <laughs> uh, Brian Randall back in town, I noticed, uh, Phoenix Suns assistant coach. Yeah, and also, I mean, just off you know, coaching their G League team. So I think that's another step up for that's him. That's crazy. Like, I 
coaches that get that opportunity, maybe to coach in the G League, are the ones you see start to climb. I mean, there's a bunch of NBA assistant coaches on the bench, mm-hmm. but the ones that get those extra opportunities are the ones that, like, so Monty Williams is obviously very high on Brian Randall, which is why I never thought he was coming back to Illinois, even though there are a lot of people like to rumor that and wanted that, but he's got a really good thing going with the Suns. And that's a, a good team, obviously. They just played for an NBA title. What do you hear about Io's uh, stay with the Bulls and any other former Illini still trying to hook on somewhere, Scotty? I think Io's got a chance maybe to get in the rotation early. You know, Kobe White is coming off of you know, off-season surgery, so that opens could open an up open up a shot in the backcourt for Io. If not, there's always the G League, and that's not a terrible thing. Like the G League is fine. And they play out in Hoffman Estate, so it's not like he has to go to South Dakota or whatever. I think Miami's G League team is in South Dakota. You got a problem with South Dakota? No, I'm just saying it's not convenient right. to anywhere. I'm just checking on that. I like South Dakota. It's not kind of like, has a eureka feel to it. You're not wrong. Um, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. Iowa's got a guaranteed two-year deal, so he'll be fine. Um, Myers Leonard still not on a team. Not sure what's going to happen for him. Not super high on his chances, but you never know. Kendrick Nunn, obviously, with the Lakers. Youngest team on a youngest guy on a team of I don't know, mostly almost forty year olds. So <laughs> he'll have the young legs for the nights when everyone else is getting some maintenance. All right, uh, one chance for you on this holiday weekend to uh, data dive. Uh, I know you always complain we're not in the season yet. I don't have numbers. I mean, I'm not sure that's a complaint more than just a statement of fact. But Well, you can be creative and try to dig something up for me. You ever think of that? I mean, I could, but like, there's just there's nothing there. I gave you good stuff last week that was you know, not in-season data but still fun data. All right, how about this? We'll go back to Bart Torvik because your boy, he's got interesting stuff. I could be on, I could just be on this website for hours. Some, some. Uh, why do I think that you are? On anyway, Bart, <laughs> on Bart Torvik, I, I, sp- I do spend a lot of time clicking around. There's just it's fun stuff. But you know, Illinois not being in the top ten or whatever in preseason polls, projected right now as the number five team in the country, and that's you know based on. Adjusted offensive and adjusted defensive efficiency numbers. Um, and kind of who's back as well. That that factors into it, certainly. So, yeah. I feel like I I have some defense. I have some some stats, some data behind me to justify, you know, maybe being a little higher on Illinois than seemingly every other person that's going to do a top 25 heading into the season. All right, Richie, headed to Virginia this weekend. Well, give us a prediction since you're, you like to say how right you've been so far this year. Win or lose? Yeah, I haven't really looked in, at enough to give you a score because I've been pretty close on those as well. But uh, Virginia is a 10-point favorite at home, and I think they're going to win. Mm, not what I wanted to hear, Mr. Richie, but we'll keep you working anyway. All right. 
Every morning, IlliniHQ.com, <laughs> 6 a.m., good morning, Illini Nation, my daily dose of Illinois basketball news and notes. That's what, that's what I need. Anything, any parting shots, Scotty, before I send you back to Lake Shelbyville to enjoy the day on the beach? If only. Um, instead, I'll be heading over to Memorial Stadium for what will be the first Monday press conference after a loss in the Brett Bielma era. So we'll kind of see what we we get from there. Uh, not much, just... You know, basketball is coming. Yeah, mm, can't wait. I know maybe some fans were disappointed with the football loss, but you know, practices start at I think the end of this month. So college basketball, it's I mean it's almost here. Let's go. All right, Scott Ritchie, enjoy the rest of your holiday. We'll talk to you next Monday.